Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs, Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I'm delighted today to have the folks from Booker T. Washington Academy on. And let me tell you something. They've got two of my favorite people over there. I, I don't know them sitting in front of me, but I do know Karen Droz and I knew I do know uh, Dr. Carol Burke. So if they got those folks over there, then I know goodness and blessings will follow them. How are y'all doing, Dr. Uh, 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 Hickman and uh, Mr. Uh, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. Yes, ma'am. We How are y'all doing? doing? We are doing just fine. Thank you for having us on this morning. We really appreciate it. That's we're my good. pleasure. Yeah, we're happy to be here. So, um, all right. So, tell me I, now. Listen, let's get started. Mm-hmm. Y'all have undergone some sweeping changes over at Booker T. Washington. So let's let's walk through the changes, and then tell me what the what the vision and the mission is for moving forward. And then you've got some upcoming events happening. So. Tell me about the changes. Well, some of the changes is, uh, as you talked about, we brought on Dr. Carol Burks to be our regional superintendent, and that has worked out quite well as she's helping to coach principals and uh, taking a strong leadership role within the organization. We brought in a, a, a new uh, principal at the middle school, uh, Shemaine Johnson, and she comes with a lot of experience in administration and education. Uh, and we're excited about a, a number of changes that she's making there at the middle school. And then we've uh, done some things organizationally, for example, like uh, placing Mr. Joseph as the uh, director of community and family engagement. And he does a absolutely fantastic job. And he's not paying me five dollars to say this about him. Uh, he does a fantastic job getting out into the community, meeting uh, families, meeting parents, recruiting uh, young people and their families to, to come to the school. So, uh, yes, a lot of changes, a lot of exciting changes that are moving us and propelling us forward. Now, um, Mr. Joseph, are you a musician? Yes, yes, I well, am. You should ask. <laughs> don't, don't I know you from the music world? And you I, sure, you sure do. I, I was in the show about three, four-ish years ago when we were um, promoting this the symphony's performance. Um, yes, Art and Ideas. Yes, yes. How you doing? That's the first came in the town. Yes. How you doing? Are you still you're still doing music, right? Of, you know what? It's it's here. It's it's my passion. It's my passion. But I'm still doing. Music, yes. Okay. All right. So, so tell me about the, tell me about the make of, of Booker T. Washington Academy. So you have an elementary school and what, or yeah, I don't. So we I, had an elementary school and we also have a middle school, our elementary school, our K-4 building. We are on oh. 806 State Street. Yes. That's the one I know. That's the one yes. I, I know right there. Yes. That's the building that I am the principal of. And this is okay. my year as the building principal of K4. Okay. And you know, so, and where's the elementary school? I mean, the uh, middle school? 
Yeah, so the middle school is 306 Circular Avenue in Hamden. So it's physically in Hamden, but it's still part of our New Haven school. Okay. And so and how many right. kids do y'all have? So our, and we have about 500 students. That's our, our wow. Yeah. Between both schools, about 300 at elementary and about 200 at the middle school. Mm-hmm. And so tell me about the, the foundational, uh, or, uh, how did, what was the thinking behind founding Booker T. Washington? I vaguely remember, refresh my memory. Well, it was really about servicing students in a certain part of New Haven, New Harville. I'm not from this area, so some of my, my knowledge about certain areas of the area of, of New Haven, um, I don't know as intricately and as detailed as, as Mr. Uh, Joseph does. I'm originally from Pittsburgh. I don't want to get that out there. Let's go Steelers. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Home of August Wilson. I'm sorry. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, August Wilson is from the same um, neighborhood that our, uh, that our executive director, Mr. John Taylor, is from. They are from the exact same neighborhood, the Hill District. Wow. Uh, in Pittsburgh. This is one of the more famous African-American uh, communities in the country. But I'll, I'll digress. I'll get back to Booker T. I can talk about... <laughs> African-American history all day long. But anyway, um, so to serve students from that corridor who were you know, traditionally been underserved. And so the idea is to provide a robust, rigorous education. We focus a lot on literacy. Um, our students have 90 minutes of uninterrupted literacy instruction daily, which means, uh, which includes reading. And we have a, a, a real focus on writing this year. So the two of them go together, especially as it relates to teaching critical thinking. We also offer 60 minutes of uninterrupted math instruction every day. Um, on top of that, we offer uh, complementary academics. And here at the elementary building, that's dance, that's science, um, PE, um, social studies enrichment, which has a heavy focus on culturally relevant uh, material, art, and social emotional learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, a large part of the idea is that having a, an extended day, and our day is about an hour longer than others, is more, on, is more time on task. If we give students more time on task and also use that time to provide interventions as opposed to catching them up, we want to, pro, we want to provide them intervention as we see them needing additional time and additional support. We use that longer day to, to be able to have staff members on board to provide interventions like that. And what time does the day start? What time does the day end? Uh, we open our doors at 715. That's when students. <laughs> it was so students come in at that time. We, we open up our because we know we have a lot of working families. So. Oh, no, I, I understand. I mean, yeah, I understand. I, I mean, I, I so get it. Our tardy time is eight o'clock and our academic day starts at 830. Um, OK, then our academic day ends at 340 for our third and fourth grade. Okay, that's a long day for little kids. It is a long day, which is why we have to pack in tightly with, you know, having two complementary academic classes each day. So they'll have, say, for example, PE and art in the same day. Plus, you know, everybody gets a a free lunch. Everybody receives a free lunch and a free breakfast as well. Oh, I was going to ask about now, do you buy into the, the, the public, the New Haven Public School lunch breakfast program or do you all provide your own lunch breakfasts no we, we buy into the uh, new haven public school system mm-hmm. okay and 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 so booker t washington academy is free is it free or do you have, is it tuition based it is, a, it is a public charter school um, oh okay 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 so uh, so kids come there how, how do how do parents uh, get involved how do parents say you know what i want to know more about that school yeah so i want to jump back just one quick thing you know, I, I must mention that we were initially started um, by Barrick, 
um, um, Zion. That's what I remember. Yeah. I remember that part. Yes. 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 Um, and you know, they, they work hard to get the school off the ground. We are now in our ninth year this year. Um, and two years pre the pandemic, we were a school of distinction. Um, so we, we had that reputation within the New Haven district, um, where we outperformed in, in different areas um, of the academic um, goals. So we want to make sure I mentioned that um, the pandemic brought us all back a step. So hence why, as Dr. Hickman mentioned, our 90-minute block of reading is our goal and our focus and where we're going to really hammer down to get our kids reading and, and learning. You, you spoke about um, how do kids, how do parents, you know, get involved and how do parents know who we are. So we're doing enrollment right now. Um, how are you? Oh, we, yes, we are. You know, we really want our, our children to be learning. And we know that this is the spot for them, Booker T. Washington Academy. And we're getting kids in the building still uh, to get to to get them um, activated and excited for what we need to get them. Um, our website, we have our enrollment information there, btwanewhaven.org. You can also contact me, uh, um, Kenneth Joseph. <laughs> but, but you know, I want, want to get them in here as well, so our families also volunteer, right? We want families in here working with the staff to educate our children. And that's the important thing. It's not theirs, it's not ours. It's all of ours together because we work together to get it done. So talk to me about, uh, I mean, I, I just came off the, I just came off the board of, uh, of chairing the common ground board. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was on that board for quite some time. My kids came to that school. Um, talk to me about um, how do you deal with mental health challenges and kids coming to school with um, uh, needing some ex extra support around mental health challenges? Because I always find that with charter schools, that seems to be a little bit challenging in terms of dealing with some of that, because you might not have the resources to sort of take that on. How do you how do you assure parents that you you can do that or not do that or what's the what's the policy? What a great question. We, so we we can address that in a number of ways. Um, but like most like all traditional public schools, we do have we are required by law to offer special education student services for students who have learning disabilities who have IEPs. So we follow, we follow that law, we provide that. Also, if a family has a student who has a 504 agreement, you know, maybe they have something that's a medical issue that's impacting their learning, we also are required by law to follow those things. Um, we have full-time social workers at both buildings, at the middle school and at, at, at the K-4 building. Uh, so that's a big crux of that, making sure that, that we're meeting families' needs is having somebody who's in the building full-time who can reach out with parents if there's an issue with their child, or even if there's just an issue with a, with a family that's going through some things. That, I mean, that happens. And, you know, in my experience as, as an as a, as a educator, and I've been doing this now for over uh, 26 years, long time, that means I'm getting old. Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that it's, you can't, you can't, you know, help a child and educate a child in a silo. You have to be willing to help out families as well. And we have a lot of families who have a lot of needs. And so the social worker plays an intimate role in that and plays a critical role in that. Um, also within our framework, you might've heard me mention the letters SEL earlier, social emotional learning. We have a big push for social emotional learning. It's been in the news a lot as politicians have tried to make it out to be something that it's not. But really it's, it's, it's a way of teaching students 
skills, a lot of them are soft skills that they will need in the workplace as they grow older, soft skills that they will need as students as they become more, as they become older in, in grade level. But also it's about, you know, emotional regulation. Coming off of COVID, we know a lot of our students yeah. have struggled with some of those things for a variety of reasons. Again, we know uh, poor Black and Brown communities got hit hardest when it came to COVID, when it came to death, when it came to families being uh, hospitalized a lot, and we see some of that. So we help them out through our curriculum, and, it, and it's taught intentionally and every day to our students about social emotional learning, learning empathy, learning pride, perseverance, discipline, integrity, which are our, our virtues as well, which is pride, perseverance, um, responsibility, integrity, discipline, and empathy. So those are all things that we actively teach our students on a daily basis. Mm. So um, are y'all a uniform school? Do you, are, are kids required to wear a uniform? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. yes. And I, I, I believe in that, um, and you know, in, in the, when I was in Pittsburgh, I was a principal at a pilot program where we piloted students wearing uniforms in a public school setting. So not as a charter, but I was a principal where in that charter school, in that public school we did. And it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. It does make a difference. It, it creates a different atmosphere and a different tone in the building when students have to come and, and, and look in that manner. Mm. So um, how do you all reach out to, to other other? How do y'all reach out into the community? Is that part of, of what you do or is that part of um, how folks can interact with the with the school? Say, say if, you know, if you're, I mean, I think you're on State, State Street for the, yeah. that's a different neighborhood than say Hamden. So how do you, how do you connect these dots in these communities? You, you know, it's, it's about really getting all the stakeholders involved, right? Um, we know the immediate ones. We have our children, we have our families, we have our educators, but it's the folks who are next door, the pizza restaurants, you know, the tire shop, the Dunkin' Donuts. And, and we have been actively, and he's laughing at Dunkin' Donuts because we've been actively working with them. Um, and, they're, and they're amazing. They've been supporting us as well on the corner of, of States and Humphrey, that Dunkin' Donuts. Tell them I sent you. <laughs> but, you know, we've also been this summer actively um, involved in the community. We went to different events. Like this past Sunday, we were at Gatton Haven Festival on Golf Street. Mm -hmm. um, we were at a Q House on Saturday on Dixwell um, for that event. We were last Wednesday in Hamden, because um, the, Ham the Hamden um, town uh, provided some um, some food for the, the community. And we were there just also supporting them, passing our flyers, getting, getting our name out there as well too. So we are in the community just to get our name out there, to gather support as well too, because they can also help us in different ways too. Again, the number one thing is educate our children. And you know, part of our mission is to make them global citizens, right? Learn to read, learn to, to do your math, but also to think globally. What is, you know, um, in the barbershop, what does it look like? On a, on a radio show, as it looked like, having that, those conversations all about different careers as well. Too, so they're not going to come out here one track, mine. Mm -hmm. so, so talk to me about what, you, what the philosophy is for Booker T. Washington. And is there room to sort of ebb and flow as, as you discover new things that are needed or as things arise that you're like, you know what, we need to build in this because we're starting to see that. Yes. I mean, to sum it up, work hard, get smart. It's what we're about. 
<laughs> we, don't, we don't think our kids come to school already intelligent. We have a growth mindset that you come to school, you work hard, you will get, we can make you smart. We will get you smarter, right? That's what we believe the role of a teacher does, right? So it's not about kids coming in and, and you know, we don't look at kids as if they're, they come with bad things with them. We believe that our teachers, the experts that they are, can make our scholars smarter each and every day because they have the training, they have the pedagogy, we have the right curriculum to make sure that that, that, that happens. And in terms of our ability, you know, do we pivot? One thing that we do is we have a heavy emphasis on data. So we, you know, we use data a lot from testing, from anecdotal data, from, from observations that we do. And then we use that data to pivot based on what our instructional strategies might need to do. So we're always reforming small groups to make sure that the students who need that attention, maybe on fractions, which I would probably need me a little bit of as well, get that attention on fractions, whereas maybe when it comes to multiplication, they don't need it. But that we use that data to tell us that. And also in other ways, we use the data for attendance, for example. If we know we have certain kids who are not coming to school, then we're able to, with our attendance team, with our social worker, SEL, we're able to then move and, and meet with those families, talk about them and come up with strategies and plans on how to improve their attendance. So mm -hmm. data is a very big part of that in terms of being able to pivot, but also it's about having an open and like I said, a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. You have to have a growth mindset where you don't think kids are fixed. You know, that's one of the things that oftentimes in education, people think that a kid is fixed, that that's a smart kid. That's a bad kid. You know, you get you hear those things from people. And we don't talk, I don't, we don't use that language here. You know, we talk about the choices that our students make, whether or not they're good choices or poor choices, how they can make better choices. And we again, we talk about you work hard, you get smart. You know, my philosophy with my, my with my teachers is if they didn't learn it, it's because you didn't teach it. So you got to go back and reteach it until it is that they get it. So talk to me about your teachers, because everyone is having a teacher shortage. That's what we're hearing that there's not enough teachers going around. And then teachers are having burnout, so they're leaving the profession. How do you all address that? Is it an issue over at Booker T. Washington Academy? It's an issue nationwide. Um, it's a multifaceted issue. I can tell you here from my experience, I got the best staff in the world. I mean, I tell you what, my teachers come to school every day and put in yeah. work. I, I tell them all the time, we are ride or die. You know, that's just the way we roll. We're gonna, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do big things together. I have great teachers. I have a kindergarten team that is fantastic. I'm not gonna name all of them, I could, but my, from top to bottom, they're fantastic. Turnover is an issue. Like you said, nationwide, it's an issue. Uh, right now we are fully staffed as far as our teachers are concerned. So we don't have that issue where there are gaps that people have to fill where I know in other areas, other school districts, principals are having to go into classrooms and teachers. And I'm far beyond those days. Those days are behind me. <laughs> so, but we, so we don't have those particular issues, right? So um, we have stability with our staff, which I think, again, I think, which is one of the things that should attract people to us is that we have that stability, that teachers are here. We have committed teachers. They're absolutely fantastic. And when you come to here to this building in the middle school as well, we have school. There is learning going on. You go to any, any classroom and you see that's learning going on. And that's because, again, we have a strong staff. We have that strong support and foundation. And, and just to pivot off of that, you know, something that our our ED, um, John Taylor, says all the time, whatever it takes. And he is someone that really embodies that whatever it takes, because you will see him as our ED 
he'll be moving furniture. He will be directing traffic. He will be doing buses. He will be um, building something in the building that needed to get constructed, putting up a smart board, whatever it needs. He is what really envisions that word, what the phrase, sorry, whatever it takes. And hence why, you know, back up to, you know, you have the resources as well. So while we need the, the state funding to, su to support our program, you know, he also does, the ED also does, you know, some grant writings with communities and stuff to get the funding to support our children. Um, and again, I really want to say he really, really embodies whatever it takes. And he didn't pay me to say this either, but I had to say because I, I believe in that because I believe in that mission as well to whatever it takes. So when, you know, um, John Taylor or, you know, Dr. Hickman says, hey, let's do this. Can you help with this? It's like, yeah, because that's how we, we roll. As we say down here. In, in <laughs> we roll. I love it. We, we, just, we just do it. That's right. And, I, and, and also I'll add on to that, you know, that, that mission and vision of Mr. Taylor, that, you know, being the founding executive director, continuing to be the, the executive director is what brought me here. Like I said, I'm from out of state and, you know, came up here on a lark looking for, for something and spoke to Mr. Taylor and was sold. You know, it certainly helped that he was from Pittsburgh and was a, a Steelers fan the same way I am. I got to get that in there a second time. Um, <laughs> even though the Patriots beat us, that's okay. I don't hold for it. Um, but that's what sold me to pack up my life and come here is because of that whatever it takes attitude, because of that work hard, get smart mantra that fits so much into my belief system as an educator. Um, that I, I, I got to be a part of this. And again, since we are a charter school and not a traditional public school, we do require or in, and also take in funds, fund donations, fundraising activities. So we do look for those opportunities. So if there's anybody out there who has a, a checkbook that's open and a pen with some ink in it, please, by all means, give us a contact. We certainly take donations at any level. Um, so, you know, because we do, we, we want to make sure our students and our scholars have the best, you know, the best, resources that we can have. And like you said, as we change and pivot and as things grow and develop, then maybe sometimes you do need to buy different materials and resources. So, mm -hmm. and there's never, I've never heard somebody say they have too much money. That's, that's mm -hmm. just, that's <laughs> so talk to me um, about the, the school's name is Booker T. Washington. That's a black person. <laughs> is there black history stuff going on? Not black. Yeah. Is there, is there black history built into the curriculum or into the educating of kids beyond February. Oh, and I'm right. talking black and Latino kids because now like this is Latino heritage month, right? Yeah. There is, is there things, I mean, do you feel, um, do you feel compelled or are you excited or find it necessary to sort of um, teach children uh, age appropriate history about black and brown culture? Without question. I, I taught social studies and I taught African-American history. Um, so I don't believe I would be a part of a school that did not center that, whether it was for Hispanics or African-Americans. Culturally relevant uh, education is what we have. And we have a director of diversity uh, uh, and inclusion who works with our teachers explicitly yeah. to make sure that they are incorporating uh, culturally relevant Hispanic, uh, um, African-American, whatnot that deals with, um, it, you know, economics, because, you know, we can't make sure, we can't teach history from a, just, a, there are different ways of teaching history from a class perspective as well. So we need to make sure that we incorporate those parts into it as well. Um, but like, like I said, I would be remiss, I would not work in a school where that was not the case. And you talked about Booker 
Booker T. Washington, he is a giant figure in African-American and in American history in general. But that mantra of cast down your bucket, wherever you are, you sit in where you are and whatever skills and knowledge that you have at that point, you use that to the best of your abilities to grow as a person and to grow your community. Now, there's always some uh, uh, competition between Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois, you know, in terms of their philosophies. And I think really, for me, I'm a historian, so I can go on and on, Fabulous Babs, so tell me to shut up <laughs> if you need me to, so I can go on. But the, um, I, I think it's a false argument. I think you can do both things. You can be self-sufficient economically. I mean, who doesn't want to be self-sufficient economically, right? What community doesn't want that? And that's what a big part of Booker T. Washington's philosophy was. And that's what we want to train our kids to do. We don't want them, I'm, I'm trying to create business owners. I'm, not necessarily, I'm trying to create employers, not just employees, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, we want our kids to see, see themselves as owners, as controllers of their own destiny. I, I raise I raise the uh, I raise the question because so much of the conversation across this country is around this ridiculous idea of critical race theory that is taken out of context yeah. and applied wholesale across educational systems across this country with some states um, tying teachers' hands behind their back about what they can and cannot teach around Black and, and Hispanic culture and history. And so I raise that because I know uh, places are struggling with how do we, you know, they how, how do we do that and, and not have, you know, people boycotting and protesting and carrying on out of ignorance? That's, that's why I raise that. Yeah, that's a great question. And and, 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 you, and the, your framing of it is, is spot on in terms of critical race theory and the nonsense that people are doing to use that as a political football um, to, to, to not talk about these things, right? Um, so we, 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 you know, you just have to be committed to it uh, um, and, and, and tell people that this, the, the stories that we're telling are still American stories, mm -hmm. right? It's just from different perspectives. And when I was a teacher, I taught my students, you know, that history is about perspective. You have, if you don't understand perspective, then you really don't get a good idea of understanding history in and of itself. And everybody's perspective is as equally important, but you have to understand the perspective. And I think that's critical. Mm. So talk to me about testing scores and, and what the state requires and the state measures. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, there are some guidelines that you have to hit. Mm -hmm. Right. And and no matter if you're a charter school or a public school, everybody in the education game has to hit these measures that are set forth through the state. So how are y'all doing with those? Yeah. So like a lot of schools around the country, you know, COVID is a monster and, yeah. it, and it set us back. And so two years ago, the state suspended using the test scores and whatnot. And so last year was the first time that we used them. Uh, and so we're kind of using that as a reset, as, as, a, as a baseline for us now to see where it is that we need to adjust and adapt our program so that we can move forward to meet those state targets and guide uh, those state targets. Um, we were one of the top schools in the state in terms of growth. What our focus has been on this year, last year and this year, is really growing students. I talked about that growth mindset. We know COVID set us back, set our scholars back for a variety of reasons. You know, when you went online, not everybody had the best internet service when you're talking about poor and working class folks. Those things matter, you know what I'm saying? And so some folks had a 12 year old at home helping their five year old. So, you know, it was, it was a struggle for a lot of our scholars, right? So we know we had to grow them and try to catch them up. So we had high, some of the highest growth levels on some of the measures that we use, like the NWEA measure, 
that the, of, of in the country, I'm talking 99th percentile for grade levels in ELA and in math. So although some of those state targets we did not hit, we know with some of the other measures that we're using, our students are growing by leaps and bounds, like exponentially. So they can make up some of that learning loss that took place during COVID. Mm. So, I, listen, I know a charter school requires additional funds. You got to raise some money. You know, I know, I know you, you get money, you get educational dollars from the state. They're not on par with the public schools, but you get some dollars. How do you fill in the gaps? How do you, how do you, how do you raise money? What do you do? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's why our, our ED is out there, you know, talking about folks. like, he, you know, you, you got you to ask them. And I, I know after this show, you're going to give a check for 1 million. As well. <laughs> no, no. Half. She said half. Oh, half a half. million? Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, but, you know, but, but yeah, you know, that's what we have to do. You know, we really have, there are grants that we apply for um, to cover, you know, specific things. Um, and we, we keep doing those kind of things. We are accepting donors. We have different partners that are already, already established that we work with from year to year. Um, but other than that, we just got to keep asking and just you know, putting ourselves out there in the community. Um, we have a lot of good things happening here and it's just kind of getting that out so folks can know what we are doing. You know, as you mentioned Booker T before, you know, who is an alum of Hampton, we, university, sorry, um, the HU, I won't get into that war don't right now. It's, it's, not, it's not my don't place. Wait, 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 Dr. Hickman, where'd you go to school? A proud graduate of the University of Pittsburgh. Okay. I'm from Pittsburgh, go Steelers. Okay. Third time, but but you know we, we just we just partnered with Hampton University where we um, we're offering you know some of our staff members their first bachelor of arts bachelor degree sorry um, at no cost to them. Wow, you know, and it's something that we're looking into. You know, it's a pilot project, and you know once it's successful, we will open it up for parents as well too that that have uh, scholars at our school. That's for any staff. So we have you know that's you know that's for for teachers to get some of that education. That's for um, our academic assistants to get some of those things. So that's everybody. And so when we talk about it being a family atmosphere here, it extends just, it extends beyond the scholars and their families, but it also extends to our employees, right? Mm -hmm. so we also make sure that we try to, to, to support our family, our teachers and their families the best way they can, you, you know? So I think that that's important. And again, I'm older than a lot of my staff. I'm at that point in my career. <laughs> so I oftentimes find myself, you know, just giving other <laughs> advice to them that, you know, a principal might not normally do. You know what I'm saying? So it might be financial advice or things like that. Cause I know, you know, this gray hair has given me a little means of, I got wisdom. So um, it's, it is very much, we are very much a family and that's important to us. And again, that starts from the top down. Again, I would not have come all this way if I didn't feel like, Mr. Taylor, as the executive director, didn't set that tone from the top. Mm. So what would you say um, to parents who, 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 who might listen to this, who are listening now, or who might go back and listen later? Well, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking about putting my kids somewhere because they're at the age where I got to make some decisions about where they go to school. What would you, what would you invite them to? to uh, why, why and how would you invite them to look at Booker T. Washington Academy? I mean, you want to find a school that really cares about the children, you know, that's the, you know, and make sure that it's a safe, caring, nurturing environment. And that is Booker T. Uh, a couple of things to think about, you know, we're a smaller school, 
you know, this, this K4 building, you know, while the number 300 seems a lot, it's a much smaller space than most of the traditional public schools. And you have smaller class sizes where the important thing is that the teachers really get to know each of, of their scholars. Um, from day one, and they come in, we do a, a testing system where we test them to know what they know. So the next thing we can start putting supports in place, either uh, enrichment or either you know, remediation, right? We need to, to get them where they are and how to be successful. So that's one of the big things, safe environment, caring, nurturing, we're gonna push them to be the best that they can be because at the end of the day, if you don't give them that opportunity, you know, they'll never get that. We have to give them that opportunity to be successful because they are. I like it. And what I would just add on is if, if anybody wants to come and, and actually take a look, take a tour, they can come down at any point in time. Really? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Anytime. If, and, and if my schedule is open, I would most certainly walk around personally myself um, because I, I want people to see exactly what it is that we're doing here. We are doing good things here and and you know and we talked earlier about partnerships in the community i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about the partnership that we have with the church next door to us st Stanislaus church um and we work very closely to them this is the building was their old high school here that we're using now right on state street and we have a great relationship with uh, father sebastian with the diocese uh in terms of using these facilities using this facility and and them helping us out so again that community partnership. Those partnerships are so important. And, and I, I misspoke earlier, and I want to make sure that I talk things correctly in terms, because the partnership with, with Hampton is for the first bachelor. So that's not teachers, but so that is directly focused on some of our support staff who might not have gone to finish that first bachelor's. Because sometimes the way in which uh, uh, schools like ours can be supported, they always have to be monetarily. Right. Mm. Well, that's what we want. So we want yeah. that half a meal that we know is getting ready to come at the end of this interview. But sometimes that support can come in other ways. And this type of, of connection is, is something that's absolutely fabulous that can do that. Yeah. I mean, we really want to also, you know, be, you know, we, we talk about supporting our, our scholars, but it's also our adults in the building, because the more they are supported, the more they can give into our babies. You know, so the Hampton University, we do also between both buildings, elementary and middle school, we, we, we intentionally, intentionally try to provide and support them in, the, in that self-care as well, yeah, too. That's you know, occasionally give them back some time. You know, we don't have the, 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 the funding, but that, you know, here's a little hour back in your day, you know, leave early, come in a, a little later, that those simple things just to get some extra rest, because we need our staff, all of them, everyone to the pivotal role to be 100% to give in and point to our babies. I love it. Are there any upcoming events you want to uh, put out there before we wrap wrap up our conversation? Absolutely. We have our open house next week. We have our, our the elementary school is on Tuesday the 27th at 6 p.m. Um, 804 State Street. Our middle school is on Wednesday 28th at 6 p.m. at 306 Circular Avenue in Hamden. And for any parents out there, if you are not, if your child doesn't attend Booker T. Washington Academy on the open house, you, you can absolutely attend. Just let me know. I'll invite you and I'll take care of myself. You can be some teachers, see what's happening. And the same for throughout the day between either of the buildings. Reach out to me. I can leave my number here, 203-623-6737. That's my direct line. Um, or else you can find me on the website, btwanewhaven.org. Okay. Just hit me up. It's been my absolute pleasure to talk to y'all. It's good to hear what's going on in Booker T. Washington Academy. 
um, it's back on my radar. So <laughs> We're so happy and thankful and grateful that you had us on this morning. We oh, really no, I want y'all to come back and, and, oh, and follow up and let me know. Seriously, come back, particularly when you're having events or starting your fundraising campaigns. Come back, spend some time, talk to me, tell me what's going on. Love to do it. Thank you very much. Well, Thank let, y'all. Let's do either we come to your studio or you stop by the building. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. There we go. You can, a remote. Isn't that what they call it in the business? A remote. <laughs> we can do a remote. Okay, Harry Jones, you hear them inviting us, right? Harry's a, he's our station manager and my producer. So he makes all those kinds of things happen. I, I know somebody who can maybe talk him into that. So, <laughs> so all right. Well, thank you all so much for uh, being such good guests, um, uh, Dr. Hickman and Mr. Joseph. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation today. So no y'all have the rest of your good day. Mr. Joseph, I hope I hear you play somewhere soon. I, I hope so as well, too. Okay. We all take good care and say hi to, <laughs> hi to my soror. Uh, Dr. Carol Burks and my good friend um, Karen Droz. I will do that. Yes, indeed. All right. Take good care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.